Welcome to the Work Hard, Play Hard podcast. My name is Rob Murgatroyd, and I am a former doctor turned lifestyle entrepreneur. Each week, I interview some of the best minds on the planet on the science of achievement and the art of fulfillment. Today's episode is a mini-sode that we call Fried Dates with the Wife. In these mini-sodes, my wife Kim and I deconstruct the strategies that we've developed over the last decade to not only grow personally, but to turn our struggles into lessons and create fulfillment in all areas of our lives. Excuses are over. It's time to live. Let's dig into today's topic. Well, happy Friday to you, my lovely wife, Kimberly. Happy Friday. Guess what? What? You got another week with me. (laughs) Was that an awkward pause? (laughs) That was officially an awkward pause. Well, I am going to fill the awkward pause and tell people what the show is about. Today's episode is about creating vision for your life and the ways to make it happen. The three things they are going to learn are... How to play our magic wand game. Okay, that just sounds weird, but go ahead. (laughs) The number one things that are going to stop your vision in its tracks. And how to reverse engineer that vision. You know, I remember right where I was. I was driving down the road. I was listening to a Lori Harder Earn Your Happy podcast, and she was talking about creating vision. She said so many things that tied this all together for me. So let's get into it. Number one. All right. So the magic wand game, this is the the thing that I think is the hardest for adults to do. So if you're sitting in your normal nine to five, your rat race, you wake up every day, you do the same thing, eat the same breakfast. It's really hard for adults to get outside of what they think they should be doing and go into what they would love to be doing. So to play the magic wand game, you have to basically open your mind and know that you could sound really silly. So it's kind of like stupid idea time. But what do you really want? Really want. And typically what happens is... And I've done this with Rob. I actually did it with him like two days ago. I said, Magic Wand, what do you want? And he started to tell me what he did not want. And you start to go through, well, here's what I don't want. I don't want to be in this job anymore. And I don't want this 9 to 5 anymore. And I don't want this stress anymore. You go down that list. And once you're done with that, which is not productive, go back to what you really actually do want. What do you want? And Keep in mind, not what you think you could accomplish, because that's the other thing. When we're dreaming as adults, we set limitations on what we think is possible. Yeah, I think I think Kim is really, really good at doing this. I'm not so good at doing this. So I would offer for people that struggle in this area like I do, and you come up more with what you don't want, what I would do is I would go ahead and make the don't want list and then reverse it. Because you need to get that out of you. I don't want to live this way. I don't want the body like this anymore. I don't want the marriage like this anymore. I don't want the relationship like it. Get all of that out. And then then write what's the opposite. What you really want is a loving marriage. What you really want is a connected relationship with your kid. What you really want is to have a job that has meaning to you. So that's that's one tip. But it's not the, I won the lottery. What am I going to do next? You know, conversation. We want to know what does life look like? So Rob, I'm going to put you on the spot here. You described your magic wand. What does magic wand life look like for you? 
Well, for me, um, the next sort of buoy I'm uh, swimming to in the world of uh, magic wandness is to create a beach lifestyle in Southern California, in Manhattan Beach. And so the the magic wand, if I waved it, we would be walking down the beach, um, holding hands as a family, walking down the strand, they call it Manhattan Beach, and looking out at the ocean and doing what we call we, where each each one of us hold our baby's hand uh, and we go we And swings are up and in the air. And swings are up in the air. Um, we would on Saturdays be playing volleyball at the beach. At night, we'd be watching the sunset. Um, we'd be, I see myself uh, going to the restaurants in the town and I'm really focusing on vibrationally seeing myself there as opposed to how I'm going to get there, which I'm assuming we're going to be talking about next. That is what we're going to talk about next. So just write down the details. Do you see how he went into detail? Like when we really do this, he'll go into what he's drinking, sitting on what balcony, looking at what sunset. Like he goes through every single detail. There are no limits, no boundaries. Describe your vision. What is the vision? And then next, we're going to work it backwards. I think another point to consider with that, um, I don't, again, I don't think you have issues in this area, but I do. I get super, sometimes I get so caught up in the details of things that I forget to connect to the feeling that's associated with it. So what would it feel like walking down the beach, holding Sophia's hand while I'm looking out at the ocean, as opposed to I'm walking at 3.6 kilometers <laughs> on this street and it's 73 degrees. And I get caught up in more of the minutia of the detail. The detail is important, but the detail is relative to the feeling more than it is to the detail, if that makes any sense. Okay, so I'm going to give you a good one. So when I do this again in yoga, because it's kind of the only time my brain is quiet, so I kind of do... I pack everything into that one hour. So when I think about what my what my vision is for my life, when I'm envisioning walking into my house, I have a smell that I want the house to smell like. So that's the detail that I'm getting down to you in really, and I'm smelling it in my vision with my eyes closed. Can you do that? I can. Is that possible? You could smell it. You, you have smell of vision. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I have smell of vision. Well, you want to know what it is? I think I. I'm going to take a guess. Take a guess. I'm going to take a guess and say that it is the. Sm it's either one of two smells. It's either the smell from uh, the JK Place Hotel in you got Florence. It. The amber. Okay. Or I was going to go with the smell of some of the Coors products from Greece. No, it is 100% the JK Amber, the traditional JK smell from Florence. I am obsessed with it. And I want my house to smell like that. That shit ain't cheap. It's part of my abundance vision. And I want my entire house... I want those Mac Daddy bottles of it with the little sticks hanging out. I want that's what the house is going to smell like. It's going to be amazing. So, knowing what you want, creating that ma magic wand vision is the first step. So, the second Love step. Love it. That's so good. You're okay. so stealing that. Number 2. So, number 2, now the one thing that's going to stop your dream in its tracks is getting glued to the how mm. instead of just focusing on what you want. So, so convicted. Yes. I'm so convicted in this area. Well, let me just say this first. Action on your goal is incredibly important. So the secret came out many years ago and you know everybody started thinking about the secret and I'm just going to secret this. Yeah, no, you can absolutely manifest these things, but you also have to take action. You can't just 
think about your dream vision from yoga class, you have to wake up and take actions toward it as well. So no, I I just want to preface that before people are like, you can't just, you know, think it to become. Yeah. So getting stuck in the how, Rob, do you have any comments on that? Yeah, I get stuck in the how. That's my comment. I <laughs> you get, think that was obvious? I, I get stuck in the freaking how. It is really, really difficult to, for me. And and I think, I think part of the reason why I get stuck in the how is because there's a belief somewhere in my head that says the only way you can get there is by having a path that you need to follow. And it's just not true because... I, I just did an interview uh, that'll be upcoming for you guys. Look out for an interview with a lady named Christine Hassler. And um, she's, a, she's a, a very well-known keynote speaker, high-level performance coach, travels all around to big companies and does talks. But one of the things that she talked about is she's got a book that's a great title. It's called Expectation Hangover. And so we have this you know, vision, we have this goal that we want, and then it doesn't come true and we have this hangover. Here's the problem. And to answer your question about my my how, I'm so committed to the way I want to get to my goal that other things could be coming into my life that I am ignoring because I'm committed to this path with this goal. So what she taught me to be is have high intention and high involvement, but low attachment. So I, I know this is a little bit of, I'm still working this out in my head. I know it's a little jumbled, but that's the best explanation I can give you. I love that. All right. So number three, now, how do you reverse engineer that vision? Now, there's a lot of ways and Rob and I have some different strategies we use. My way's so, better. <laughs> so I just want to, you know, throw out some things that we do. So when we have a vision, let's stick with California, we will get a whiteboard or those giant stickies throw them up on the wall and write down what's the vision we want. And then we write every single possibility of how we could make that happen. And it looks like, you know, a beautiful mind, basically, by the end of like the hour. I'm or looking two at hours. one right now. It literally looks like a beautiful it, mind. It does, which is up in our bedroom. So we whiteboard out every single possibility. And a new thing that Rob has taught me from his mastermind was about this Tony Robbins strategy on how you work through different ideas. So once you you know you put out all the ideas, you put out all the possibilities, you can take those ideas and put it into this strategy that Rob has that he you can explain it now and kind of decipher which one you want to make, you know, plan A, plan B, plan C. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's a long strategy so it's really difficult to go into in this short thing, but basically what you're doing is you're taking every problem when you have a a decision that you have to make or you're you're faced with a challenge or a problem. There are multiple ways that you can solve the problem, but when you try and do it in your head, he says when you do it in your head you're dead because it's your brain starts to continue to loop the decisions. Yeah, but I can do that, but if I do that, then that's going to happen. Happen. But if I do that, then that's going to happen. You got to put it on paper. So he's got a, uh, a process that you go through that in short will have you come up with three to four options of possibilities for whatever decision that you're trying to make. Because if you have one option, then uh, you don't have any option. If you have two options, you have a, a dilemma. If you have three options, then you have choice. And so 
you come up with three or four options and then you weigh the upsides and the downsides of each option. And then you pick the option that you think is the best option based on the upsides and downsides that you chose. Then you look at the downsides and you say, okay, how can I mitigate or reduce those downsides? So there's a lot more to it, but that's what it is. And that's a great process for you to go through. You know what? You did a video on that the other day on your Facebook. So if anyone wants to check out Rob's Facebook page, just find him, Rob Murgatroyd. And we'll also toss it up on our YouTube that really goes into detail and explains that. All right. So number three, meditation and affirmations. This is what we were talking about where you take that vision and you take your affirmations in regard to that vision and you see it as already happened. And it's already coming to you. It's already there. And you do that every single day. So that is the attraction portion of this. That's the manifestation portion of this. And then you create a push goal. So Rob does amazing work with Shalene Johnson's push planner. And it requires you to take daily actions. Rob, maybe you can brief him on that. So in short, again, much longer process, but to give you the highlight, you're setting a push goal for 90 days. So come up with your uh, top 10 goals that you want to accomplish over the next 90 days. Look at those goals and either create a new goal or choose one of those goals as a push goal. What is a push goal? A push goal is if you accomplish that goal, it would likely knock down three or four of the other goals. For example, let's say one of your goals is to buy a Ferrari. Another goal is to put a down payment on a house. Another goal is to buy a new wardrobe. Well, if your goal was to make $250,000 over 90 days, big goal, but let's say that you were, you would knock those other three goals down. So you focus every morning on the push goal. Why is the push goal important? Because when you have a bunch of goals, they stare at you in the morning when you look at them. If you're if you're like me, you look at your goals or you have them written down and you're like, what the hell do I work on today? I got these 10 goals. Which one do I work on? So what this does is it forces you every day to focus on one big goal that will likely knock down the other goals. And the push planner really helps you figure out all of the action steps that you need to do. So you're not just staring at that, even that push goal and going, well, what do I do today? It has a system that you list out all the action steps. That way you're always consistently taking action. So that's that one. And then the one that people, I think, when they're trying to reverse engineer their vision or achieve any goal that they miss is when you hit a milestone, you know, you're going to do this in stages or steps. When you hit that milestone, celebrate the milestone put that celebration into it because if you don't what are we doing this for you know you have this is that work hard play hard you have to celebrate high five each other have a great dinner whatever it is that you do to celebrate celebrate every single milestone achieved and it'll give you the fuel to get to the next one so for me, the overall lesson, and everybody's going to take away a different overall lesson from this because we we jam-packed this episode with a lot of um, high-level concepts and you'll have to kind of, you know, maybe do some research yourself and drill down to any one of them that seem attractive for you. But for me, the overall lesson is two things. One, to visualize what it is that you want and stay with that intention. Really stay clear. This is what I want. And two is to stop complaining. I need to stop complaining. I'm complaining too much because the complaining is taking me off of the path of visualizing what I need. So um, what about you? Uh, Well, I think my takeaways for this are to think bigger, 
get more into detail on what I want, really keep moving toward it in daily action. You know, sometimes mom life gets in the way of daily action. I do the best that I can to not allow that, but sometimes it does. So I have to uh, commit to at least, let's say, one power hour every single day to make this dream happen because it's not a it's not a small dream. <laughs> you know, we're going, it's going big or go home over here. So I think that's for me. Well, there you go. Have a great week, everybody, and we will see you next week. All right, thanks for listening. If you love this episode and you know someone that needs some help in either stepping up their work hard game or their play hard game, it would mean the world to me if you shared this podcast with them to help me get this movement out there. So if you like what you heard, head on over to iTunes, take 30 seconds and leave me a five-star review and I will be forever grateful. So until the next episode, excuses are over. It's time to live.